it's not just my brand. It's not when somebody you you know you had a shirt on. Somebody like that's a cool shirt. What about that shirt? The first word most people are gonna say is the word my. This is my city. This is a shirt from my hometown. So people take ownership of that brand. And once you have people taking ownership of something you created, it's over. I won't deny it. I'm a straight rider. JKSN is Jackson minus the vowels and the silent C. There's no room for passivity or wasted space with this brand. There's no need for vowels either. Vowels are melodious and can stretch words without necessity. But consonants are sharp and strong like the letters on the shirt and the city they represent. JKSN, Jackson. If you know, you know. The man behind the brand is Cliff Martin. Cliff spent the majority of his childhood in Jackson and graduated from JCM in 2009. He spent the next decade in Murfreesboro and Nashville. He came back to Jackson four years ago and began to make a literal imprint across the torsos of thousands of Jacksonians with the four letters JKSN. Chances are you've seen these letters across the front of a shirt. It could either be black or blue or green or gold or pink. Every color imaginable, but the same consistencies of the four letters across the front JKSN. I met Cliff three years ago and found him to be a fascinating person, incredibly thoughtful and introspective, a true creative. He was an easy choice for my first guest on this show. In this episode, we touch on the culture of Jackson, the progression of the city, why he decided to come home to cultivate his brand here, and what he hopes Jackson can be for his newborn child. We open our conversation by exploring the enigmatic nature of Cliff and how that lends itself to the promotion of his brand. And throughout the next 40 minutes, we explored our shared histories in Jackson. We touch on race and class and progress, Jackson's growth, and the culture of creatives here. We need more people like Cliff in Jackson to create, to invest, to build a culture, four letters at a time. Like you're an enigma out there. Like you don't, yeah. like you know yeah. the brand, but then the person behind the brand, it's like it's, there's a little mystery. Yeah, that's exactly. That's why I haven't done any interviews or anything. One thing about the brand that I really noticed that brings excitement to people is when they discover it. So it's just like when they discover the brand, it's like oh, I finally know now. So I don't want to take that away from people by just putting it in front of everybody and take that away. Like take that. The, the feeling of discovery is something that I don't want to take away from potential customers or just my city, period. Like, I like that. I like when somebody's like, I've been looking, especially like when I pop up and somebody uh, stop traffic to get over because they've been looking for so long and they didn't know where to get it. So for right now, it's until, you know, until it's time 
Right now that grassroots is so strong until I see people that are no longer excited to find find out about it, you know, then I'd be like, I need to promote some more. But right now, it's just, it's, an, it's I look at things different. Like when people, when I ask people, have you seen these four letters before? Some people will say, no, I haven't. I'm sorry. And I'm like, you apologizing for it. No, that, that means every time I find somebody that hasn't seen it, that means there's more room to grow. So I, I look at everything like that. It feels like the momentum of this right now. And I don't know. This is just me from the outside. It feels like it has its own momentum to where it's just rolling so much that that like people know the brand, yeah. right? Just because yeah. it's it's been out there so much. Is that how? Yeah. Is that the reality of it, or is that just my perception of? Nah, I guess it's that's pretty much it. I mean, you know, reality is vast, so it depends on what side of the table you're looking at. Right. So really, it's just the work consistent, being consistent, being out there, being visible, and the main thing. The main reason I started with shirts, you know, I had idea to just be a clothing company. So I wanted to do shirts, pants, pullovers, anything I could think of. But I started with shirts because they're just like the simplest form of advertisement. Mm-hmm. Think about any company, they have shirts, they have a logo on the shirt, people going to wear the shirt. You're advertising. So, you know, the brand that gets advertised, people advertise it for themselves because the brand is not just my brand. It's not when somebody, you, you know, you had a shirt on, somebody like, cool shirt what about that shirt the first word most people are going to say is the word my this is my city this is a shirt from my hometown so people take ownership of that brand and once you have people taking ownership of something you created it's over with it's in a, it's in a stratosphere it, it's going to go like bigger than you can imagine once other people are taking ownership in your product so. so you're you're a jackson guy right like you were born and raised here well, raised military brat so i was born in colorado and then we moved to germany and then i've been in jackson since my whole school life so uh, first grade through i graduated and went to college i've been in jackson so here's what this is something I like to do with with people who went through schools in Jackson. Oh, yeah. I like to go back and I like to name all the schools because okay. that's cool. what I do cool. in my head, yeah. right? Right. Cool. So first grade, were you an Andrew Jackson guy? Alexander. Or, Alexander. Okay, yeah. I was Andrew Jackson. Yeah, okay, cool. And then after after Alexander, where where did you go? Uh, actually, right when I finished, it was like, you know, it was going through crazy um, zoning different things. So after I went to Alexander first through fifth. And then I went to Andrew Jackson for sixth grade. And then I went to Tigert for seventh and eighth grade. And then JCM graduated there and then went to MT. Okay. So I I went, I did Andrew Jackson, but for me it was K through two, Mm -hmm. right? Then Highland Park, which doesn't even exist anymore, is gone. Three to four. Lincoln, five to six. Mm -hmm. Tigert, Mm -hmm. seventh and eighth. And then... Yeah. JCM oh, too. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. when did you graduate JCM? What, what oh, class? Nine. Oh, nine. So you went to MTSU after mm-hmm. JCM. Mm-hmm. And so what, what was it like moving from a town the size of Jackson where you had lived, I mean, from first grade on, yeah. for, so yeah, most of your formative years, yeah. to Murfreesboro, which is just really an extension of Nashville at this point, yeah. right? Yeah, this key word this, at this point, the growth was exponential. Like the growth in Murfreesboro, like, like now, Jackson, they say we're like the fastest growing city. It's based on population. Mm-hmm. We don't worry. Like the infrastructure here, th- it has nothing compared to like being in Murfreesboro. We saw things being built every day. Mm-hmm. Every, like I, I haven't seen anything being built in Jackson 
Like I can't remember last time I was just driving and seeing buildings being tossed up. They were literally building office buildings and retail spaces just to have before mm-hmm. businesses even came. Here in Jackson, they don't really build anything until they have a business going in it. So right. That right there showed me out there growing. Like, and to be a college town, like they had a pool of all these graduates, all these people, all these entrepreneurs, all these like so it was just so many have you ever heard of slim and huskies that's not in like what a, a college person in this big city you know it's just opportunities just everywhere but that's what's gonna say the opportunity there and almost like people pl- creatives playing off each other mm-hmm. and that's a huge that that's a really huge aspect uh because I, I and i don't know if you can cons- i consider you a creative oh yeah definitely. and you, i would think that you yeah, would consider yourself a creative yeah, right art. yeah it, it and when did that first take hold was it was were you like that in high school or your time in jackson or was it when you went have you always been like that yeah, and i've always been okay. but i was in music i did music i, I rap i bust the mean flow you know, by the way, your our Jackson when I was at Porch Fest, oh, man, thank you, that was man. amazing yeah, at so. Trunetta's house. Yeah, yep, so yep, good. Man, appreciate it, man. It was pretty lit. Yeah, but that's that's where it started. That's where it started. Music um, got a lot of friends that's been doing great things, making great strides in music. That's what we thought we would be doing. That's if you met me before college, you would not think I would be doing anything else. Mm-hmm. Like I have friends that have made like i said great strides in music so to it was at a point where you know i used to be be down on myself like man i'm not doing what i love to do but this right here what i'm doing now i've grown to love it it's a love project so the creativity's always been there i I was performing talent shows coming up pep rallies Uh, me and my homeboy mike we did the song for jcm's basketball team so they used to run out to our song. We shouted at everybody out on us. So, yeah, performing it. So it was always, like, I've always been, like, I guess a trendsetter in a way. Like, I've always been creative and doing I remember the year that um, collar shirts were implemented. Mm-hmm. You had to wear collar shirts at the dress code. I, I started wearing sweater vests to match my shoes. So I had a collar shirt and a sweater vest. Man, they never seen it. I got all the sweater vests from, like, Steinmark. And I remember the lady was, like, checking me out, and, like, she hasn't seen a guy under, like... So it was, like, so I started wearing those matching. So, like, fashion and creativity has always been my thing. You know, that's always been my thing. And it's, it's interesting because I'll transition this to how, how your music creativity... How did that end up going over into fashion? Man, perfect. Like, good question. Like... You you understand what's attractive. You understand appeal. Like with music, appeal is a big thing in music. Like you can, you know, you can have all the talent in the world, but if you don't have some certain type of appeal, and it doesn't have to be, you know, sexual appeal or any, just appeal and that that makes that it factor, as they call it. So I, that that I focus in really with music. Like I said, I had friends making great strides. So I was always the guy in the background pushing people to do this and that like they would say why don't you do it and i'd be like because i don't have the appeal that you do you know like especially with hip-hop you know certain appeals we have the, the masculinity appeal the gangster appeal all this other i'm not a uh, gangster and i'm not alpha male and out here so it's just like i'm laid back but i have friends that were in that space so i was pushing them like you got that appeal and it would work so just seeing 
how appeal manifested into you know a following and things like that that's really what i pushed so that's what i got from that the, the magic of appeal what was the first i mean i'm assuming the jksn brand wasn't your first like idea for fashion or and if it was yeah. then i want to explore that was that really yeah, your that, fir- was, that was it yeah, so you just like on your first idea like you struck gold well it depends on how honest we can be on a podcast we can be as honest as you yeah. want to so, be dude. appeal also man you know i was in college everybody smoked smoke ganja that was another big key for me because <laughs> it's crazy like you know used to just sell a little ganja in my dorm but we're talking about appeal so that's you know, we got the music. After the music, I just hustled. That's mm-hmm. all I did. But I had little button bags, little bitty button bags, man. And I would put my little ganja in there when I sold it. And just the way people reacted. Because before then, we would just tear off the corner of a grocery bag there. and put it in there. And it was just ugly. I'm like, it looks like you're doing something illegal. But I was just like, bro, I got pretty weed. I'm about to put it in here. You should have seen people... Oh, man, like in a movie, if a movie of my life was ever made, it would be people putting up packs of, you know, guns. Like, oh, there's some good stuff because they can see through it. It's clear button bag. You know how button bags are just like a clear Ziploc, a little small Ziploc. So they could see that. But now people look at, you know, if you saw my packaging when I first started, I had, you know, the logo on it, mm-hmm. the JKS mm-hmm. and packaging, appeal, all that came from hustling there because somebody especially, got to be honest, you know, dealing with people the lighter shade of me, you gotta have that appeal. Right. You gotta, you know, you gotta have some type of professionalism. Like I had some of my college homeboys, their parents would shop with me. Like this, was, my operation wasn't by far like anything out of like out of street trap or anything. Sure. I was in college. You just making money. Everything. Yeah. Like I had people that would like go off on me because they had like different ailments that they needed this mm-hmm. where I was their pharmacist and I just didn't know it. but the appeal allowed me to stretch far and beyond so I just took that with me everywhere I go now and that's the appeal and it's also a segment but that's also one reason why I go hard for like inner city youth because people ask what was my introduction to entrepreneurship that was my true un- introduction serving ganja and I know that's because that was available to me. Right. That was in my environment, and I saw opportunity in it. Just as somebody in Silicon Valley, their opportunities sure. are different. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I just want, I want that to be known, like, don't look down at anybody for taking advantage of the opportunities that were presented to themselves because the opportunities will get better. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as long as you don't make that a negative connotation, them pursuing opportunities that they're presented you, you never know what opportunity it may be presented because you never know where to get That's I want to go back to what you were saying about the way you packaged that when you sold it. Because it, the, the way that you described it, it's, it's neat. It's professional. I think of the word clean. It's clean, yeah, it's clean. right? It's clean. it's clean. And when I think about the JKSN logo, it's strong. But it's but it's also understated in a way. It's it doesn't it's not obnoxious, and it's clean. Like I feel like when I you know because it's just so. How did you settle? All right, well let's talk about the letters, right? There's no there's no vowels in there. It's all cons. How did you settle on four letters? Did you ever think about maybe we should do five? Was it more about the size and the font? Like how did you settle on those four letters? Yeah, well, uh, me and my friend joke all the time like. 
things with three letters are always criminal organization. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, we're going to stay away from the three letters. We don't want to be YSL out here. So it's like, nah, we're not going to do that. But anything more was just, you know, unneeded. But the real, like, the visual inspiration came from the Army shirt. Okay. Just the straight edges mm-hmm. from the Army, the, all the letters, the A, the R, M, it's four letters, ain't it? Am I true? A R M Y. Yeah, so let's us. We are both adults here, <laughs> yeah. educated adults, and we had to count out the letters yeah, of army. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, so just those, the, the, it's something strong about a straight edge. Mm-hmm. And then you put the little S in there to kind of throw it, you know. And so I practiced with different fonts. Like I just made a mock up and practiced with different fonts until that, like, I, you know memory of the army shirt came and I was like straight edge it's just bold just and that's why I tell people like, it's a uniform this is a uniform right here that's all it is did you come up with the idea for JKSN while you were still in Murfreesboro or is this something that you came up with after you moved back I was still in Murfreesboro still yeah me and me and my homie uh Dez shout out to Dez man that's how we used to abbreviate Jackson on Twitter so now you could have you could have stayed up there and you could have thought you could have thought something for Nashville or Murfreesboro and probably had a bigger I did. consumer base. Right? Most definitely. What 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 was it about Jackson that made you want to to make that shirt? Like uh, because I'm from here and because like there's another me out here somewhere. There's another you, there's another like I wanna, I strongly believe in like nourishing the dirt that I grew from. Mm-hmm. So it's like I could go over there and sprinkle seeds over there, but look at all the seeds being like Nashville dirt is pretty fertilized. It looks like I wanted to further. How many flowers do we have in Jackson? How many trees do we have coming out of this Jackson dirt, dropping things in the same dirt that it grew from? Mm-hmm. Like a lot of times, people get out the way. And they don't come back. They try to throw some seeds back, but you have to it's, you have to be here to till the dirt. You have to be here to work the land. So, so I came back, you know, because I wanted to work the land that I came from. What year did you move back here? Do you remember? Two thousand nineteen. Okay, so this is just three years ago. Yeah, two yeah, thousand nineteen. And when did you kind of put your first? And you told me this when we talked a couple years ago. But who was the first? person you sold a shirt or gave a shirt to do you remember yeah my mom that's got okay the video, yeah. Got the video, yeah she was so excited she held the shirt upside down and everything in the video. <laughs> yeah that was that was my first customer and after that it was really my only customer because that first bachelor's 50 shirts i got sucked like it sucked like now that i screen print myself i know that they just totally i would never do a job for anybody the way they did for me but it's just like hey whatever i'm here now but I had I just gave those away like it was cracking before I even washed them it was they just put one stroke on it one stroke pass didn't even cure the shirt or anything so now that I know I'm like yeah whatever but it, it served its purpose I was able to give them out and take pictures because I you know before you sell anything you have to put it out there you gotta advertise yeah. it so I had 50 shirts and got about 20 pictures and it went from there so and I'm sure you probably have a, like a time period in your mind when things just sort of took off. But do you remember from the time you gave your mom that first shirt to where you were like, okay, this is this is something? Yeah, well, really, I guess I'm still in, I haven't felt like, I guess it depends on what you mean by this or something. 
Um, let, let me, yeah, because that's a that's an ambiguous word. I guess what I mean is where you were like, man, I'm seeing these shirts because I know you make them and you obviously have to deliver them and send them out. But at the same time, where you're walking down the street and you're seeing, hey, there's my shirt over there, and then like you look over to the right, oh, there's my shirt over there, where you were starting to see these shirts in circulation more and more in Jackson. Do you remember how long that took from that first time? You gave one to your mom until all of a sudden you're like, oh, man, look at all these shirts out of here. Nah, to be real, it feels feels all together, really. Like, it's one of those things, because that's all I've ever worn once I made my first one. So it's like, I see it every day. Like my girl wearing a shirt, all people around me, they got shirts on. So it was like, you know, unless it was just, I don't know, it's that's a weird feeling. So how do you, since you've been back here for a little bit, how does Jackson feel today compared to whenever you were growing up mm. or even as a young, you know, well, you're still a young adult compared yeah. to me, but yeah, yeah, I guess. that's interesting. Cause like, that's a, in a way, I always think that's a blessing that I don't really have an impression of Jackson as an adult. My impression of Jackson as an adult is what I'm currently making it. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause I grew up my whole adulthood in Murfreesboro, Nashville, basically. My mom moved to Nashville when I graduated high school as well. So, from 18 to 28, I was there. Right. So, you know, that's that's when I went through all my trials and tribulations of a young adult. So now coming back to Jackson, you know, when I was young, I wasn't really, I wasn't doing much besides school and hanging out. So now I don't do any of the things I did then, not in school. I'm not hanging out. I'm running a business. So my perception of Jackson now is just, I love what it's becoming. I love what it is because I don't have anything to compare it to what it used to be. It's just all new to me, and it's everything is the best that has ever been to me because I can't compare it to nothing else. So it's like this is great. Yeah. So you know, I see, I, I I remember how things were a little bit, but it's like certain things are better, some are worse. Like look at the mall; well, it's totally worse now than it was then. But it's like you also look at downtown. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's different things, and even all the shops they have is that Thompson Farms now. Yeah. So Jackson is definitely growing. But some things are still going. So it's growing and going. Some mm-hmm. things are going away. Some things are growing. So. It is interesting you brought the mall because that was that part of town when I was growing up was was super busy. You had a movie theater. You had Everything. the mall. The, and the mall like had like, every store was packed. And yep. you had all kinds of stuff in that area. But now it's it's yeah. sort of desolate. Yeah, I mean, the mall is the internet now. Yeah, The mall right. is literally the internet. You want to hang out in the food court, go Twitter, Instagram, mm-hmm. hang out with your buddies on Clubhouse. You want to go shopping five stores in one hour. Just get online. So it's like... The mall, the internet, the metaverse is now the mall. Like malls are gonna be extinct soon because it's like, you know, they unless they have a true experience in the mall, like you have to think, what does a mall offer? It offers social gathering that's now on the internet. That's right. It offers mass shopping opportunity that's now on the internet. So what can a mall? What reason do I need to go to a mall now? And now Amazon delivers everything. Come on now. <laughs> But there there are some person-to-person social experiences. Because I remember going to the mall when I was a kid. we just go to hang out, right? So so where do we have that yeah, here? I was about to say, like, how valuable is that now to this generation? Like, how valuable is in-person social? And look at Fortnite. Like, they have concerts on Fortnite now. Like, you look at a... Uh, you go to, I don't know your last time being to a concert, but 
my last time, everybody was like this. Holding their phones up. Holding their phones up. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, people don't even value in-person social interaction enough to even maintain anything that can, you know, thrive off of it. So it's like, sure, we do need that. But if somebody opened up a bar or something or a lounge, would they even be able to maintain because people don't care to come socially interact in a peaceful manner, you know? Right. Like, so it's like, I, I look at that all the time. I think about that type of stuff, and I'm like, where are we going? And you got to think there are people in ahead of us. You got the metaverse. They're like, this is where it's going. Everybody's already here. People spend more hours on their phone than they do anywhere else now. So we're just going to keep them here. Everything's going to move where attention is. So so you had, you, you did some some public hangouts, right? Like, didn't you organize some? Yeah, yeah. All right, so so what would, why did you do that, or what was the, the impetus for that? Like, was that something you just wanted to yeah. bring people together, or? Yeah, that's, people have been asking for it. Mm-hmm. So it. People just wanted an opportunity to get together, and this promotes unity. So everybody wanted to be unified, come together, and it was beautiful. So I guess, you know, it's like a club. It's like people still get together in clubs. People still go, you know, go say book club meeting or whatever little club they have. So I think clubs and things like that may have a chance. But, you know, the only thing about that is, you know, inclusivity and people not feeling included and whatever. But I just that's the only thing I can see, like a club coming together, a club of people, not a club like as a, a building, but a club right. as people all having a common interest and knowledge I think that may be good, but as far as just people just getting together to be social and meet people that just you may not have, you don't know where they're here, where they come from. Yeah, I don't know, man. So as a creative, and I feel like Jackson has pockets of creatives all over the place. Yeah, man. So who are some of your like creative I don't know if inspiration's the right word peers might be a better word but who are some people in Jackson that you feel sort of that creative bond with even though they may not do you know the same thing you do but who are some oh, look at that we got the same we got the oh, same oh, yeah. black and white JKS shirt that's, that's good uh, yeah but who are some people here who are who are creative like you maybe not in the same exact way that you yeah. sort of bond with oh man definitely like Stedman 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 Roebuck, Roebuck, I don't know, I don't know how to say his last name, but Stedman, he knows who he is. He has a day named after him in Jackson. So Stedman for sure, Lauren and, and Aunt, that couple, man, mm-hmm. Anthony, yeah, I mad respect to him and how he keeps going. Uh, before I, while I'm on the subject right quick, set, set yeah. Aunt, man, Starbucks is about to get built. You know, they're about to build Starbucks downtown. I just want to say take full advantage of that. I know people have been talking crap like, we're going to support, we don't need this. Like, Starbucks is going to bring so many coffee drinkers around. I just want him to turn up his promotion. Like, if somebody goes to Starbucks, they need to see a turntable sign right in front of them. Mm-hmm. Like, they need, because it's going to be coffee drinkers. They're gonna That's going to be his primary target audience on Starbucks budget. Starbucks is spending millions to bring people to this location. You just put one sign in a convenient spot and get seen by all of them. So I just want to say that's a great opportunity that's about to come your way. Take advantage. You're in a great spot. But yeah, Aunt Kurt, um, Lauren, Stedman, Courtney, Searcy, 
Um, our Jackson home. Yeah. Right. Nah, that, her, that's been a big. Yeah, her, Lisa, mm-hmm. you know, all of them over there at the co. Trunetta, Miss True, uh, man, Stephanie, Miss Ida. It's so many. I can keep going on. My homie, Rome. It's a lot of people that do a lot of cool stuff here. Uh, Zay, I can keep. Um, so how did you meet? Was it? I know Jack, Jackson's not big. So, I mean, it's getting bigger, but it still has a small town kind of feel. So how did you meet or connect with them? Was it just being out? Yeah. Uh, around? Yeah, I'll pull up on you. I'm the type of guy that I'll, I literally saw Courtney painting that mural downtown. Yeah. And I just pulled up on it. I'm just like, y'all want something to drink? I told him like, hey, y'all making our city look pretty, so I'll take care of y'all. Y'all need some Gatorade or something, and ever since then, it was a wrap, so that's a lot of how things go. I always say encourage everyone. You never know mm-hmm. who someone can grow to be, and that's how I can be a lot of friends. So a few people you mentioned, obviously Anthony Kirk, who who owns Turntable mm-hmm. Coffee, which they are in a brand new, I say brand new, relatively downtown location. They moved over from... Mm-hmm. Um, oh, what were those little the, the local? The local yeah, Moodle, the light trap books with Lauren, yeah. right? Light trap books is in uh, turntable as well. And then you mentioned uh, Lisa Garner, yep. who yeah, is over Garner, Garner Blue. Blue. That yeah. also started in the local. Yep. Um, Trunetta mm-hmm. with the Blueprint Selfie Experience mm-hmm. down there on Soul Collective, uh, Soul Collective. Um, and and of course Courtney Cersei, who is over our Jackson home mm-hmm. now, which. Of course, I'm partial to that because I've written for him for a, for a long time. But I do feel like just like all of those things that we just mentioned, they bring something original and unique yeah. to the city. And that sort of like is what I'm I'm going to shift and sort of close out on the culture of Jackson. Now, we can talk about the growth all I want. And I know industry is always in the paper and we're bringing industry. And that's, that's great. That's fine. Culture of a city is extremely important. And I think... And, and I'm not just saying that because you're here and you're in front of me because I've said it to other people too. Like I feel like your, your brand, the JKSM brand, has brought a lot of culture mm-hmm. and a style and, and a sense of like, look, I'll be honest. When I put this shirt on, like I'm not cool. I'm, I'm 43 years old, oh, middle-aged. Oh. But when I put this on, I'm like, shit, I feel a little cooler yeah, when I wear right, this. Yeah. You know? I mean, I'm, I'm serious. And when I see... So many other people wearing all the different colors, but here's here's what's great: the letters are the same, but it's all of these different yeah, colors. But there's that consistency yeah. of the strength of the yeah. letters. Yep. So, how do you see the culture of Jackson right now, and how do you see it progressing? Man, so what I've learned first, I just the strongest statement I can make is: culture is unapologetic. Culture is unapologetic. You don't apologize for your culture. So until people feel that way, until it's a general consensus of I don't give a f- this is me, this is this is it, then you know it, it's growth is gonna be stagnant. I, I see the growth try here and there, but like one key thing you just said was you felt cool. Growth is I mean, culture is also intentional. So the reason you feel that way, others feel that way, I told this was that was my plan. If you see any picture I've taken to promote my product, it looks cool because what you see is how you see yourself. If you see somebody in a T-shirt and they look cool, when you put that same T-shirt on, you're going to feel kind of cool because you saw like, oh, he was cool when I saw him in that. So you so that's why I presented everything cool. So it's like. 
once we get intentional about how we present ourselves and are unapologetic about it, like from every side, from every culture, I feel like Jackson isn't there where we're we're opening and welcoming to people to exp- look look at the it was at the drag right. That's I mean, you people you can't be unapologetic here because some like there's no reason for anybody to apologize for doing what they wanted to do. In the bounds of legality, sure. It was like, what? But that's you know that's where we're at with it now. So when it comes to culture here, I'm just indifferent because I see like people wanting to apologize and people wanting apologies for people being themselves. Mm. So until I like right now, I'm playing. I'm I'm being very respectful, very you know clean cut with my image but that's not me I'm hip hop I'm disruptive mm-hmm. and that in the way y'all you know my pop ups I've never asked well I have you know, like in business but I popped up in front of City Hall and I don't ask I just pop up I'm like I'm not gonna ask for permission I just ask for forgiveness if I need that's right. to but you know like I'm unapologetic about it and that's the reason why I'm here you know cause it's like if I had to step on toes, if I had to step on eggshells and walk around, people would not let you be great. I love what you said. Well, in Jackson, Jackson is actually, a, is a in reality, a very diverse community. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a multitude of nationalities. We have a multitude of races. Um, we have a mo- multitude of sexual affiliations. Mm-hmm. But you are right in that there seems to be one predominant quote unquote accepted way. Now people can say, well, we accept all, blah, 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 uh, it but see. it's, but it's not, it, it, it is not welcoming um, of all. And, and, and I would even go further to say that all of these cultures aren't valued equally yeah, right. either. Until we have the food fest. Right. That's right. <laughs> Until well, we have the food <laughs> fest. And it's like, where have you been? That's right. Where can I get some cabbage? Everybody loves international. Well, you know what is interesting about that? Because I have a theory on that, right? Because it's like, now maybe I'm just, maybe I shouldn't say that because it's not positive. I'd have a theory on that because it's downtown. It's like, oh, it's usually a nice sunny day in the fall and I can just go and I can get what I want, like some food that I want and and I can interact a little bit, but then I can just go, you know, go on back. In the bounds of comfort. That's right. Bounds of like you know I have to. I'm being honest. Like there's few things as valuable as white comfort. That's right. America. Like that is like that is some valuable stuff right there. (laughs) So it's just like if white people can be comfortable, you you got your hit. Like so the international food fest. Like the there's people there that sell food in places. I mean there that where they're at people wouldn't come. That's right. So that's all I'm saying. It's like Mm -hmm. you can get this food. In a place where you may not be comfortable any time of Anytime. the day, but you're wait for the two hours where you're comfortable. So I'm like, that's why I say that that's valuable. Like, yes, it's valuable to make and really anybody comfortable. For some reason, you know, when it comes to being black, your comfort ain't just high priority like that. But you know, that's America and it's capitalism, and we people follow the money, so you can't blame them. Um, and 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 to be frank, I'll, I'll be honest, I I enjoy the. International Food and Arts Fest, right? <laughs> hey, I was <laughs> but, comfortable. That's right. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I enjoy it. Um, but I'm also going to go and get that food. Yeah, for sure. Every, you know, in December on a Tuesday yeah. night somewhere yeah. too. So, you know, we're just hey, look. We're just talking. We're just talking yeah. real here. Yeah, like this is the way it is. Yeah, um, now to wrap up, 
and to put you on the spot with a personal question. So you, you're about to be a dad. Yeah, man. And as someone who, who grew up here for the most part, what what do you want Jackson to be for your for your child? For them to grow up here? What I guess yeah, what what is the biggest hope that you could have for the city that your child is gonna grow up in? Yeah. Man, honestly, you know, I, I do think about that a lot because if it's not Jackson, if I'm not in Jackson, I'm moving to Houston. That's my next move. Because this 731, mm-hmm. I have to convince and tell people that this is 731. But when I go to Houston, they tell me that this is 713. So, because their area code is 713. You got a whole market down there. So, I'm like, <laughs> I did the, I've done the, the statistics. I'm like, man, I sold like to basically 10% of Jackson's population. If I could sell to 10% of Houston's population, but just where I want Jackson to be, I want, I don't know, man. I feel like, honestly, I tell people all the time, I'm gonna be dead and gone before Jackson's probably the way I really Mm. see it myself. But I just, right now, I guess I'm just like a artist banging on a rock right now thinking about the sculpture as I'm making it. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't, I don't know, man. Like, I want, I want Jackson to be a place of opportunity. I want my child to be able to start a business, do whatever, everything that I'm able to do. But it's like, I don't know. There's so many things that I'm facing and going through that I would have never imagined. It's just like, I don't know. I just want them, the world's going to be theirs. I, I can't even begin with to say how I want the city to be. It's just like how I want them to be yeah. to deal with everything because I'm in a place now that I wanted to be 10 years ago, but I'm now facing things that it's like I have no idea how to, you know, when when you start getting a little money, you have to deal with taxes, you have to deal with so many other things. And it's like back then I was just trying to get money. Mm-hmm. And now I'm getting money and there's things I have to deal with that I never imagined. So it's like it's almost scary to think about progression and wish progress because so many things come with each level. Absolutely. I think there are, and, and you and I mentioned like touched on this three years ago and it's, and it's changed even more since then. And something that, that I, I just observe because I live in Midtown um, sort of closer to Highland in that, in that area of Midtown. And I see on every block, there are houses being, renovated their houses being painted gray and gray and white and black and Man. some some vinyl flooring put in and they're selling them for $150,000 more than they bought them for so uh, you, you know on the, on the surface people think well that looks that's great yeah. but there's also a flip side of that because there at one point that was an affordable place to live for somebody and it's no longer that so there progression there's two sides to that all the time and I think a lot of times, I think that the bad side nobody wants to look at. Yeah. And it's but it's a reality. Yeah, it's a reality. And one thing that my the main thing that I'm like my lesson for 2022 that I'm taking in 2023 is maintain. I feel like you know people talk about building foundations and doing things like that all the time. The main job of a foundation is to maintain. Mm-hmm. So when I look at Jackson, I see a lot of things that haven't been maintained. So when you don't maintain something, it's lost. 
Like, if I don't maintain my car, the engine locks up. If I don't maintain my body, I develop ailments. If I don't maintain my business, it fails. If I don't maintain whatever you don't maintain, you lose. There's no way around it. And Jackson is a place of a lot of things that haven't been maintained. So that's why I'm looking like, psh, all these buildings, everything going around. If you don't maintain it, you lose it. So I hear people complaining like, how you going to put apartments here and charge this? Like, y'all should have maintained mm. it. You should have maintained mm. it. Don't be mad about it when somebody else comes to care about it. Like, because you're, you're just mad. You still never cared. Mm. Like, you missed the whole most important, what's the more important emotion in the equation, being mad or caring? So it's like y'all are mad about something you never cared about because if you never cared about it, it would have been maintained. That's a good point. So, uh, so I'm like, you got to just shut up and let <laughs> and let things do, let nature. That's another thing, nature. I feel like we forget about nature. One thing nature has that I wonder how this works in the human world is natural selection. Mm-hmm. Nature has natural something. It just don't make it. That's just it. If your neck ain't long enough to eat from the highest tree, you die. Right. You can't, what you, you going to do, pick it? All the protests for all the long necks, like, what? No, you can't do that. You can't protest natural selection. You can't, and that's, I feel like natural selection is now taking different forms because of how we humans try to protest every single thing. Right. So if natural selection is a group of people don't take care of something and a group of people come renovate, that's just natural selection on a capitalist level, I feel like. And it's like, wake up. Wake up, start caring before you get mad, and maybe things will change. Yeah. And I'm not just talking to any marginalized group of people or anything. That's for everybody. Everybody. Everything. Well, something you did, and you mentioned, we can close out with this, but you had a different you had a different type of opportunity in college. You took advantage of that opportunity, mm-hmm. right? And that's just what you did because that was what was available to you. Mm-hmm. And I think that's probably what, in, in a roundabout way, maybe what you're saying here is like, don't complain after things are gone. Take care of what you got there. Take care of those opportunities. Make those opportunities that you have in front of you, you know, before yeah. somebody else comes and, yep. you know, does chances, their own thing with it. Chances are people that come in are not going to look like us and they're not going to be from where we're at. I mean, that's if you think about Jackson, a lot of real estate isn't even owned by people in Jackson. I mean, look at the service merchandise. I mean, mm-hmm. come on, like people own stuff here that they don't have to look at. So they're not even caring about it. Right. And we're just mad about it. So it's just like, yeah, yeah, but opportunity, man, that's a, <laughs> that's what I want for Jackson. That's the, yeah. that's it. That's what I want for Jackson. I want opportunity for even thinking about myself, the things I've done, just trying to reach out. Nobody, like, has, opportunity hasn't presented itself in Jackson. Like, nobody's come, like, opportunity to grow even for myself hasn't come out of Jackson. You said I'm looking mm-hmm. for at another city right. to to grow. And when I came here, I realized, especially with colleges, Jackson, they can't retain a graduate to save their life. Right. When somebody graduates, they go. They go. What am I gonna stay in Jackson for? It's nothing for me here to do. So it's like I want opportunity for Jackson. When somebody graduates, I want them to be like, I'm staying here like they do in Murfreesboro. You see how Murfreesboro is mm-hmm. growing because. People graduate. Where are they going? They finna stay right here. Yeah, it feels like it feels like that Murfreesboro, Nashville. It's like the epicenter of of the state, really. Man, we are glad that you are here. Oh man, look, no? we can go. We can. Keep we. <laughs> <laughs> but we are glad that you came 
back to Jackson and put and put that JKSN imprint because regardless of what of what happens or how everything progresses, that is something that's going to stick and stay. So like you've done a hell of a job with that. Thank you, man. And it's exciting because it's the perfect time because I could have done this five years ago. I mean, I probably wouldn't have, but think about if I did any other time, look at Jackson is growing so much right now, all the things happening. And I started right before COVID Mm -hmm. and I feel like that was also a big inspiration for my community because when I started, every COVID wasn't even like it didn't hit. But once I moved back to Jackson in 2019, you know that next year, mm-hmm. COVID was strong. But I think so many people saw me selling shirts. It was like I can do, I can sell, I can do whatever I want. And at that time, you really had to. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I was also just uh, I hate the I don't I don't know I don't want to sound arrogant, but I feel like I was a blessing like to a lot of creative minds mm-hmm. you know it's like I he, he's doing just selling shirts and I want you to look at me like I'm just selling shirts you can do whatever you want to do because I'm just selling shirts so you can sell anything well you've done you've done well for your business obviously but I do think on a on a global level as far as Jackson is concerned like the culture that you've brought and it seems like that you're helping to continue to curate here is extremely important yeah and and we are well we all are very grateful for it. So, yeah, I'm thanks for your creativity. About to have a kid here now, so I have to make Jackson better. 